So my idea, I call it the reverse pacemaker. And so what it is, it's an implantable medical device. And if it detects that your heart stops, rather than try to start it again, it releases coolant through your body to cool your body down. And the reason it does this is, uh, I've seen these science documentaries about people who fall into the ice, like in a river in Iceland, and they're under the ice for like an hour, uh -huh. and they pull them out and they survive. Uh -huh. They were underwater for an hour? Not breathing and <laughs> unconscious and just floating there and somehow they got found and pulled out and they were revived and slim to no brain damage. And the reason that works is that without oxygen, cells die within like two or three minutes. Unless they're below a certain temperature, then they can last like hours before they die. And it's not that cold. It's not, it doesn't have to be frigid cold. Just cold enough to stop brain damage. And it's like, and that temperature is like 70 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the internal body temperature. So if you were to just keel over and die like right now, it would take like an hour or two for your internal body temperature to cool down by itself to 70 degrees. But so these like, people have been with their heart stopped for that long? Yep. How's their blood flowing? It's not. So the brain can go without oxygen for the that? The brain is off. I never heard that. I didn't know that would it's, work. It's weird. What, hap what happens to the blood when your body gets that cold? What happens to your organs when your body gets that cold? 70? Yeah. They, everything just, I, th I don't think. I wouldn't think it would cool. If, if you were like perfectly healthy and your heart was beating and they tried to cool your body down to 70, I think you would die. Fucking die? <laughs> yeah. You got there. So I think they would just be not doing anything. So it's like a little step of like, Pre like cryogenic freezing people in a way. It's got, it's yeah, relates to that, yeah. and they're starting to do more of that in surgeries, like cooling the body down. But you're cooling that it way internally. If shit happens during the surgery. They right. they have more time. I, I worked on medical device software. I did like the boring parts. Not it's not really impressive what I did, but I sort of learned how these devices work. And one of the things they have is a battery. It's about like the size of a hockey puck, about half the height. And they'll put it like somewhere in your chest cavity mm -hmm. and they'll run a wire to some part of your body. They're called implantable pulse generators. And so one of them was they were trying to recover brain functionality after a stroke. So they would run a wire from this battery up your neck into your head where the stroke caused damage and it would deliver a sort of a periodic current and they were trying to stimulate uh, brain cell recovery to try to get some functionality back after a stroke. And another one they did was for urinary incontinence. Uh, and it would somehow stimulate like a nerve to uh, tense the muscles to block urine flow for people. Right. Who well, that. there's lots of devices that just use electrical stimulation, but you're talking about circulating coolant. So what... Uh... So, so, yeah, basically they, they have a hockey puck ish size battery yeah. in the body. I'm getting there. And how they charge it is they use, they have a magnetic charger that you hold up. You plug into in the garage or something. So I, <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about, like a rotating magnet causes the yeah, current. Yeah, yeah. And that can, that current can go into the battery and charge the battery. So you can charge a battery through the skin. Yeah. yeah. So you, and the, the only devices I saw were sort of small devices that had like a, millivolt milliamp type output mm -hmm. but you hear about people who have tumors like the size of a, a basketball and they they live and 
people and women get pregnant and people are just fat so people can there's i don't see a reason why you couldn't have a big heavy battery that you would need to run a refrigerant coolant type device so i don't know how it would well i mean yeah for pumping i mean that's if that's what you're talking it would about. pump and <clears throat> it would i don't know how a refrigerator works but it needs a lot of electricity well there's a refrigerant cycle and it gets compressed and then let down through a valve and when it gets let down through a valve it cools off and then there's a heat exchanger on the other side so i'm not sure how you translate i just don't i mean you have to take something that's cool and from what you're talking and get it into the body and i just assume that there could tissues. be some sort of reservoir of some chemical coolant chemical that they can put in there but could you get the same thing from maybe like a portable like ice bath could you do that externally? Like, just place someone in, like, a portable ice yeah, bath? Yeah, but this, uh, this idea is... Uh, so, a lot of people die on the way to the hospital in the ambulance or just in their apartment alone, yeah. sleeping or whatever. Yeah. So, this is for them. Okay. And what it would do is it would sense the heart stop just like a pacemaker does. That technology exists. Maybe you could even try and have it work like a pacemaker for a minute or two before it gives up. And then what it would do is it would uh, it'd have like a cellular connection in it and it would call like a service, like, I'm going to activate. And it would wait for a response. Because you don't want accidental. Yeah. Well, I think the triggering part's not the hard part. It's and what's then, the coolant going to be and, how, and where is it going to go? Like, is it going to go in the bloodstream? Is it going to go through the tissues somehow? How is it going to circulate back? The idea out? is it would pump the heart. So it would circulate the blood and somehow, again, I don't have the full, like I said, I like to have some sort of yeah. concreteness to the idea, but it's not a complete idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it would uh, alert the authorities that it's going to turn on, this person is in this location. Even that in and of itself is probably a useful medical application, but then it would cool the person down and then the ambulance would have like an hour yeah. to find the person, unless they're like baking on a sidewalk or something. Yeah, forget it. Just, then you call or their pets are like eating <laughs> their face call them or something. Yeah. Call a coroner. <laughs> Reroute the call. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could be a use for it, you know. <laughs> if it's almost impossible to die before you get to the hospital, sicker and sicker people will make it to the hospital in time for the hospital to do things. And so it'll also help the technologies that exist get better. Yeah. And as hospitals get better and better, you could make it almost impossible to die, period. That's the goal. That's crazy. That'd be yeah. the end of humanity. All right, well, I got talking mirrors, and he's got that. Saving yeah, the fucking so, planet. So, so, since you're a lawyer, I wanted to, to, to bring that into play. Okay. In that there's a possible hurdle with the legal system in that, in a way, it's killing you to save you. And so when it fails and people die, are they going to be able to sue I would say yes. And yeah, so, you put something in their body, they're gonna, they're gonna sue. There's yeah. this weird. You give a fat chick a hamburger and she gets fatter. Or you she'll can make sue them McDonald's. all. You can like, try to make them all sign waivers to use the thing to have a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's. that's about it. I, I didn't think about that, but there's a weird paradigm where like cars exist, cars are deadly. Hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people die every year with cars, but we're used to that, so we accept that risk. Whereas, like, if cars were just newly introduced in this litigious society, they might not have ever happened. 
And so like self-driving cars have to be so far above what a normal car driven by a human is that it's almost technologically impossible and that it's probably been delayed like 20 years from what it could have been just because they need to perfect it so much. They need to perfect reduce. it so much yeah. to get by the litigiousness of our society. And so a device like this, I think part of the reason why it's not already out there is that it's this big risky thing that... The difference here is if the person's going to die anyway, like if you can show the person was going to die and that I mean, you were intervening and they died because it didn't work right, but they were going to die anyway without the device yeah, whatsoever, you're putting it in people who are then, already then, it's a, then it's kind of a moot point and I don't think that you can say that uh, but for the device, we call it but for causation, I don't think you can say that but for the device they would have lived because that's not true. Uh, you know, so I don't, I don't know. I, it might, there, there's a different issue there. I mean, people would try to sue, but I think that would be the main defense I would assert if that came up. But I don't do products liability. I do intellectual property, but that's so my thought. Would you, let's say this device exists and you have a heart attack mm -hmm. because you were complaining you're a little overweight. Mm -hmm. Lawyer's probably stressful. You're probably in the... I've had you're a heart big, attack. You're tall. Oh, I've had a heart attack. Oh, you've had a heart attack. I just had my one-year anniversary. Um, yeah, we celebrated. Yeah, with five it. guys cheeseburger. Yeah, hell yeah. Would you put a, a device like this in your body? No, I probably, I, I probably wouldn't. Why? I guess it would, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess because I'm sitting here thinking about it not being worked out. I guess if it was really super worked out and I knew it was going to do its thing, then I would probably consider. Do you have a pacemaker? No, because I don't have an arrhythmia. Oh. Uh, um, a heart attack is just where a vessel gets blocked off and, and interrupts the blood flow. Um, pacemakers are when you have more like a it keeps the heart beating problems. You know? Doesn't just send an electric pulses to the heart. And yeah, keep it. yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't have anything like that. Do you worry about doing comedy thing that's something that'll make you nervous on stage since you had a heart attack? No. It's fucking differently. That could kill me. <laughs> that's a risk I'm definitely willing to assume. Right. I mean. Can you take Viagra and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you've had a heart attack? Yeah. Huh. It's not that restrictive. It's one vessel that was blocked, and now it's opened up with a stent. So, back on the horse. I was out of the hospital in like two days. They're like an indie pit crew. Once they say you're having a heart attack, <laughs> like five people descend on you, they get you into a catheter lab, and just boom, 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 boom. Plus, the heart attack gave me my first really successful comedy bit. Mark Ridley saw it. And on the strength of that, then I got a weekend of seeing there. Fuck, so, you should have another one just to have so another bit. I'm not about to give up that heart attack. Like, that was big for me. Yeah. <laughs> do you mind if I ask how old you were? When I had it, I was yeah. uh, 48. Best thing that ever happened to me was that yeah. goddamn plaque. Because I'm getting to the age where I'm in my mid-30s. If I don't shape up, I could have a heart attack at 40 because I'm fat. They said with what I had happened to me, it was much more genetic than it was any kind of life. Because it was one weird, it was a really weird vessel. It was called the diagonal off the coronary artery. And it's a small branch, but it was 100% blocked. I felt this weird tightness, and I was breathing kind of weird. I said, this is annoying. I got to go to the hospital. Did you get the arm thing? Then, like, isn't it nope. your left arm? That? that? No? No, no that. Huh. I know a guy, a friend of the family, he, got, he just got an implantable defibrillator. And he was worried about it going off when it shouldn't. 
you know. Fuck there's a, there's yeah. A, there's a risk of that, you know. That's yeah. different than a pacemaker. Yeah, yeah. Well, defibrillator shocks your heart. Probably when it's stopped. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if your heart stops, it's supposed to shock it, just what, like the paddles do. But well, what does so a pacemaker would do it if it's just slowing down? I'm not sure. I mean, it. the you pacemaker I mean? is like, supposed to keep the rhythm even. I think. I, I don't know. Does that affect where you choose to live? Like, once you have a heart attack, do you like? Let's move like a block from the hospital. I always wondered why people don't seem to think that way. That's well, how first of all, it happened at work, and I work pretty close to the hospital. But no, I'm not going to try to move to be close to the hospital. You probably just gave away an invention. I mean, uh, well, you didn't enable it yet. If I knew how to build it, if you knew, I that's what I mean. You didn't enable it. Yet. There might not be a feasible way. To the do biggest it. issue is the, what, what's the coolant and where is it going to go through the body and exactly? I assume the biggest hurdle would be the battery. Because you need a lot of juice to cool down the body, whatever coolant mechanism you use. And I figured, oh, there's shit ton of cooling mechanisms. There's chemicals. There's yeah, but they don't all go through the human body. Yeah. Why are you trying to put shit in people, Tom? <laughs> yeah, he really is, isn't he? Yeah. He's turning people into cyborgs. <laughs> Just fucking. Well, that was my idea, kind of comedy death, but. <laughs> But life, but, yeah, but actual life. Actual. It might yeah. be a comedy death, but it was actual life. So it's been a few days, and I have a couple comments I'd like to add about my idea. I hadn't really come up with a clearly defined cooling mechanism, and in our discussion we landed on the concept of mixing coolant into the blood. That wasn't really how I was picturing it. I was picturing some type of cooling pad inside the body that'd be next to a major artery or something, so the blood would cool as it passed next to it. And I did some googling, and I read this. Most chemical reactions are called exothermic reactions and release heat into the environment, but there are also chemical reactions called endothermic reactions that absorb energy, such as heat energy, from the environment. Endothermic reactions usually occur when energy is being added. An example is the decomposition of compounds into their constituent elements by using strong electric currents. So you could have a cooling pad inside the body with a chemical in it, and you'd apply electricity from the battery to create an endothermic reaction to create a cooling effect. So yeah, that could work.